Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Dave. Yeah, hey. Well, that was certainly very interesting. Wasn't that a good one? Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's a number of different strategies you can do uh, in, in those situations. I've, I've certainly been in them myself. Well, one of them is to deal with them one at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if it's... I think the whole thing was recorded, yeah. So a little bit into it, I realized there were two of them, you know, and they kept changing the subject. You know, one guy would say one thing, and I'd address that, and then the other guy would come in with something that slightly off in a different direction which kept diverting it so i got rid of the second guy you, and, and hmm? yeah you can you can get them exactly the place you were trying to take them to but you got to do it using their language right you got to do it using vocabulary they understand like when you're talking about dropping identification with the ego and identification with the language machine, you can do that, but call it contemplative prayer. <laughs> you see, yeah, and, yeah. and they understand that. They'll understand exactly what that is because contemplative no, prayer is exactly what meditation is. Well, I know that, but these guys, I can guarantee you, don't have a clue what contemplative prayer is. Then you give them the history. You give them the background. Yeah. See that? Yeah. Well, like, I haven't got that kind of patience for language monkeys, I'm afraid. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the difference between you and me is you're a nicer guy. You'll spend the time and, and you know, work on these guys. <laughs> I just, my strategy is basically to insert a few memes, if possible, infect them with something that will nag at them, maybe. Uh, with the hope that, you know, two years from now, after they've heard similar things other places, that they will fall down in a, you know, in a born-again coma and wake mm-hmm. up from their, their mental illness, you know? Yeah. yeah. But like well, I say, it's I mean, good. I think I need to do what I'm doing, and you need to do what you're doing. You know, you, you should go to their cast and talk to them. I'd be interested to hear that one. Right, right. It's, it's on Friday nights. It's called cross training right. and it starts around seven o'clock i think uh west coast time well, yeah well i was i was interested they were started to start saying some things about you know the the message of the cross and what the cross means and and the message of all these the parables and it's true those messages do have an esoteric meaning that actually does get into the heart of of, of a contemplative now, I tradition. I would say that a little bit differently. I wouldn't say that the message has. I would say you can interpret those uh, right. sequences of letters in a number of different ways. They've chosen to interpret them one way, but it's entirely possible to interpret them very differently. Right. Well, they've got the exoteric understanding, and all we would Not need to these, do is... They have a exoteric yeah. understanding. Thank you. 
And all we would need to do is bring them around to uh, 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 the, the true heart, the hidden, the occult yeah. Yeah. meaning. See, that's you and I really part yeah. company, Dave. <laughs> you know, you're assuming yeah, that's that is there, you know, and I'm assuming that that is a construction of us, that, you know, you, you can claim that that is the true occult meaning, but of course other people have claimed just the opposite, and neither one of you have the slightest bit of evidence uh, that one or the other is the true, and this gets back to just the language thing, the very concept of the true meaning really disturbs me. <laughs> you know, I just think that is a complete, r- completely ridiculous concept. Right. It's just well, that when we're, when we're yeah, trying to accomplish a goal, the goal being uh, uh, to get us to disidentify with the ego, the psyche, the language machine. The line, well, no, those are not three different things or three words for the same thing. Why do you pick those three we, words? Ego, what was the other one you used? The ego, the something, and the, the language machine. When we're trying to disidentify with that, it's helpful and useful to have individual tools. Meditation. Disidentify with what? Disidentify with what? Well, what you call the language machine. Oh, okay. All right. But you would also use some other words, and I'm trying to figure out what those words, what do you mean by those words? <laughs> You know, because it seems to me that all I'm talking about is a language machine. I haven't got a clue what an ego is. <laughs> you know, but I do know what a language machine is, and I do know that I find the word I coming out of my language machine a lot, and that I tend to get caught up in it and all that. But I don't need the concept of ego to deal with that. Right, so to disidentify with that thing that's calling itself I, uh, there's many techniques. Meditation is a good one, and these are just techniques. They're just useful tools to to get us to a more commentable place. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess so. But again, the thing is that my experience was that I woke up when I woke up, and it had nothing to do with technique or any other damn thing. Technique came afterwards. I, st- I didn't start meditating until I'd already woken up, <laughs> you know. And uh, I've seen people meditate for 30 years, and they don't wake up. I mean, they're certainly more sensitive and more intelligent and healthier and a lot of things, I think. I mean, I think meditation is a grand tool and certainly was crucial in my development. Um, but I'm not sure I know of anyone who's actually woken up because of meditation. Does anybody actually claim that? Mm, well, that's an interesting question, actually. I mean, there are a lot of people going around claiming enlightenment, you know, and I don't think there's a single, I mean, they don't claim it, you know, just quite forthrightly, but everyone knows that's who they are. And uh, I can't think of a single one who actually woke up as a result of, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, is that they had been, I mean, almost every single one of them I can think of, well, not everyone, but most of them were not even on a spiritual path. <laughs> you know, they were doing something completely different when, when they got shaken out of it, you know. 
Although that's not true. Ajashante uh, is one who was involved in a you know monastic Zen training. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm not quite right there. Sorry, <laughs> but but I think he's an exception to the rule. That well, least, I don't think that I don't think those traditions would have maintained for over the thousands of years that they did if uh, they weren't getting some results. Oh, some results, sure, but I mean that's your duh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, so so they. But if they were really effective, like I say, if any of these traditions actually worked, uh, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. The world would be enlightened. <laughs> Obviously, what they've been doing has been producing just enough to keep the tradition going with a whole bunch of mindless followers. You know, with a couple people every century who get enlightened or something. And that's inadequate, I think. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of these days we're probably one of these days you and I should probably have a really long conversation about uh, the 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 differences in our worldviews. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could do it here sometime. Well, we can do it anytime, sometime. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'd be, be open to that. Um, see, I don't think there really is much of a difference in our worldview. There's a real difference in the way we talk about it, though. <laughs> I don't have a quarrel with, like I say, where your heart is at or what your intentions or your perceptions or your reality is. I just quarrel with the way you talk about it. And usually when we talk about it, you end up admitting that I'm right about the language. I should qualify usually. my statements more, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I, and maybe you shouldn't. I don't know, but you should around <laughs> me. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, in your own room, you can do whatever the hell you want. But in my room, you're going to have to qualify those things. We're going to have to eliminate the five stupidities because I don't think we can talk reasonably about spirituality with the language that we've inherited. Hmm. See, I don't think uh I don't think one of the goals is to get a majority of people enlightened. Really? I think that that would be wrong, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wrong? I, well, well, there's a lot of ways I can discuss it, but I think there's a, a level on which we need truck drivers. <laughs> I don't need truck Well, we do right now. No, but again, you're right. It's a process. A caterpillar doesn't turn into a butterfly instantaneously. It's a process. But in the end, all the cells that make up uh, the butterfly are butterfly cells, mm-hmm. and all caterpillar cells are gone. Right. Well, I've been thinking about that, and I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think I can actually go along with you anymore about on that metaphor. Uh-huh. It doesn't work any longer. The, the uh, way I'm thinking it, the way I'm yeah. conceiving of it. Yeah. The mo- I'm more conceiving of it as uh, imagine a, a, pe- a group of people who live in a four-story building, and the head guy says to everybody, hey, guys, we're going to start building a fifth story, and everybody thinks that's a great idea. Hey, great, a fifth story. Terrific. Okay, so we're all going to concentrate on building this fifth story to our building. Hey, wonderful. Okay, and we're going to get rid of the four, all of the other four stories. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? We're going to get rid of the four stories? That's right. And we're just going to concentrate on the fifth story. Well, what's going to happen to the four stories? Well, they're not going to be there. We're just going to be on the fourth story. It doesn't make any any sense. 
<laughs> that analogy doesn't make any sense, Dave. If you think that's a better way of thinking about uh, the situation we're in on this planet, then I'd say you're even more brain damaged than I thought. No, my analogy is that we need what we are standing on over the past centuries, what we've developed, in for order time, to yeah, progress for time, forward. Yeah, we can't eliminate the caterpillar immediately. It's a process. No, you can't just go in and put all the truck drivers out of business. We need them to drive the frozen peas to the market so that I don't starve to death. Uh, I have no quarrel with that. I'm just saying in the long run, uh, the world is going to be transformed. 99.999% of the species that ever existed on this planet are gone. They came and they went. And that's not a tragedy. That's the way it goes. That's the way Earth develops. It goes through phases. I think it's moving into a new phase, in which, but it's a transition, and we are in between. And there are a lot of caterpillar stuff. I mean, it's almost all still caterpillar stuff, you know. But I think in 30 to 50 years, there's going to be very little caterpillar stuff left. Mm. You know? And it's not about good or bad or whether you like it or you don't like it or any of that crap. It's about, um, and of course, it's a metaphor. That's all it is. I'm not saying that that's really true or really the way it is. I'm just saying I cannot, I have not found a metaphor that's more fruitful than that one. And the idea of a five-story building strikes me as ludicrously inadequate to explain life on Earth and human consciousness. You know, it's just silly. The idea is that we're building on top of what we've developed. But we're not building. We're not building. It's not a good analogy. I mean, it's an analogy. I wouldn't say it's not a good. It's an analogy, and I don't think it's nearly as good analogy as a biological metaphor. It's nothing like building, like the way humans construct things by making a plan and then uh, developing it and hiring contractors and putting up scaffoldings and all. I mean, there are some aspects of that that probably make sense with the way language functions. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. It just, well, I, all I can say is it doesn't speak to me. And, and that's all I can say. If it speaks to you, if you find that a compelling analogy, then uh, then you have to operate on that if that satisfies you, you know. And I, you know, all I can say is, it doesn't make it for me. But like you just said, the metaphor of um, metamorphosis doesn't make it for you. <laughs> but again, and again, there's no quarrel between these two, Dave. You know, I mean, they're just different maps for, you know, the topo map and the street map. Your map, uh, it may be the perfect map for you. That may lead you to see things that need to be seen and acted on. Mm. You know, in the truth of your five-story building analogy, says nothing about the truth of my analogy, nor mine yours. They're just different ways of thinking about it. If you can draw information from your analogy that helps you operate better, great. To use the 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 butterfly metaphor, is that the butterfly is actually losing. The, the the thing that made it a caterpillar, the husk no, and uh, what you don't have to the think cocoon. about it. Is, no, no, the caterpillar. It's, no, you you don't. Apparently, okay. Let me. You need to read a little bit about how metamorphosis actually works. 
you've got a well-functioning caterpillar, hundreds of legs and big puffy body full of all sorts of cells that do all sorts of weird things. Uh, when you end up with the caterpillar or with the butterfly, it usually, in those cases, or many times anyway, has perhaps 10% of the mass that it had going into it, okay? So it was huge amounts of cell death, cells that, that made up the bulk of the caterpillar body that were essential to the healthy caterpillar are no longer needed, and they just simply die off uh, naturally. Other cells change their function, not many. Usually what happens is new cells emerge with different functions, and the whole thing is a process that takes days or weeks in, in some cases, and... Um, and it's not about losing anything. It's about a transformation from one way of being into a new way of being. There's nothing lost. At least as I see it, I don't see that we're losing anything. Okay, I don't see that that transformation is going to happen. <laughs> oh, I know. Most people don't. I know. Yeah, and that's, you know, we all make our bets. You know, no, no, yeah, no. I mean, not, it's, not desi- it's not designed to happen in the way you're saying it. Oh, and it, you're uh, telling me you understand how the world is really designed. You actually <laughs> understand the basic design of the universe. Congratulations, Dave. Well, if if you're going to say something, you have to have something to base it on. And well, I have plenty I can base it on, but ultimately I can't, you know, justify any of this. No, nobody can in this realm. This isn't science. And all we can go on is a track record, and the track record so far has been one of development, which is not to say we've ever lost the what we're standing on. We just build on top of it. Well, like I say, I'm not quarreling with, you know, you're the one who chooses the data and makes up this map, and then, uh, you know, and I have no quarrel with anything you're saying, you know. My quarrel is with the fact that you appear to think that you have got some handle on the way it really is as opposed to merely one way of thinking about it. All we can go on is a track record and no, just look at the history. That's not all we can go on. That, if you choose to make that your bottom line criteria, that's your choice. And you pick the data to decide, to, to support that point of view. There's other data that supports other points of view. And there's choices about which data, which data sets to select. It's not a given. That's your choice. It's your invention. Which one is the real data set? Mm, well, then you'd have to give specifics. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying I can build a case for mine. You can build a case for yours. I'm not claiming that my way of seeing it is the way it is. I'm just saying this is the best theory I've been able to come up with uh, based upon my reading, my studies. Right. You and know, as always, if, if I, 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 yeah. 
And I mean, as always, I don't qualify mine enough. And of course, I'm not saying it is the way. It's just a, what I think mm-hmm. is a useful way of doing. Ah, okay. Well, then you see, you and I have no quarrel at that point. <laughs> Uh, and I think actually your five-story analogy might be quite useful for you. You know, I mean, if that if that speaks to your heart, then maybe uh, out of thinking that way, you will discover some really important thing that we need to know. See, it's what you're what you're saying is it's a it's a, like a universal transformation. All 100% of the cells of the organism are going to be this new organism. No, 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 yeah, but they'll be different. But they'll be different organs. They're not all going to. I don't think all Earthlings are necessarily destined to be parts of the same butterfly organs. There's all. I mean, the Earth. You have to look when you see the Earth as a complex organism. It obviously has an incredibly complex set of subsystems. The the organs that make up the body of the butterfly, you know, and who knows what parts of it were destined to become? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I know what I'm doing. I'm working on language and that part of this system. There are lots of other parts of the system that need to be handled. Food production, housing, information technology. I mean, there's a a million things, there's a million aspects of creating a reasonable new planet that I don't have a, well, I've got some theories about some of them, but I mean, you know, I've focused on the language side of it. That's part of it, you know. But there's lots of other parts that need to be handled that I haven't even thought of, I'm sure. Okay, so it's more of a split, then. There will well, be two differentiation. Different like I say, you have to think of embryology. If you've ever taken a course in embryology, the way an embryo develops, you start off with a single cell, and then eventually those cells start differentiating into different kinds of tissues. And they're all part of the, the big picture, but, and they're different, but they all have a place to play, a part to play. And you should see this place. I wish I had a video camera for, well, I do have a video camera, but uh, it's not, doesn't work here. This place is the most packed I've ever seen. I think there's like one chair, and everybody's got a laptop, and most of them are students studying. <laughs> this place is really amazing. Mm-hmm. On a Sunday night, I've never seen, and I'm usually here, I've never seen it this busy. I don't know uh, what's so special about today. Is there something going on? Why would this place be full of students on this Sunday evening? Well, there's always gigs going on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just very strange. I've never seen the place so full. Do you have any so theories? Where, where, where? What, do you have any theories of what will happen after the change happens with uh, newborns? Are these newborns just automatically part of this new organism, the new species? Uh, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know it's really important that we not brain damage them from the beginning, like we've done for thousands of years. Um, and obviously, let's see, another part of this involves uh, longevity. I think we're really on the verge of extreme longevity, which means the birth rate is going to have to come under some sort of uh, control. I mean, we, we simply are going to have to 
we're going to reach some stable population and we're going to have to stabilize it, you know? We're going to be forced to become a conscious species, actually. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> and the details of how that's going to work out are certainly not clear to me. But I think those are that's a really good question, one that really needs to be addressed. And I have some, you know, because of my work in linguistics, I mean, I clearly have some ideas about how children ought to be trained uh, in using language. Mm-hmm. In, th- in thinking and stuff, you know. So I think, I mean, that's basically the mo- the central issue of what I'm working on is how are we going to train these uh, children so that they um, can live together peaceably and intelligently and creatively in Earth. Okay. Well, actually, that clears up a lot. Because I was thinking more, if yeah, I mean, it's just, when you're talking about 30 years in the future, maybe not. But, yeah, like centuries to come. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you watched that Ray Kurzweil video about the singularity? Yeah, I did. And that didn't impress you, apparently. Um, <laughs> well, I've come across tons of, a lot of that information. Well, I think you need to go through it again because I don't think you. I think you understand. Remember, I told you there's a difference between understanding it and getting it. <laughs> you know, like uh, if if he's right, if he's half, if he's ten percent right, the nature of humanity is going to be transformed in the next thirty to fifty years, beyond recognition. I mean, it's really over for humans. I mean, I don't see any way around it. I mean, humans in the old sense of language monkeys who believe everything they hear their language machines say. We need, we need to wake up. And I say, the thing is, I don't think... I, I mean, I would be hopeless, too, if I thought we were stuck with a bunch of humans the way they presently exist on this planet. I'd say there's no hope. It's just going to you know, be more of the same forever because these unconscious language monkeys that are sitting here in the restaurant with me are never going to do it. You know? But I, like I say, I think, I suspect there are going to be very difficult times ahead. Uh, lots of suffering. And uh, in the midst of that, people will go one of two ways. They'll get more conservative and more hardline and more, you know, nationalistic and egocentric, or they'll be willing to rethink things and uh, take a second look. But not until it gets bad enough. And that's the thing is right now, uh, people, most of the people in the so-called first world, you know, can sit in their Starbucks and sip their lattes and don't have to really deal with it. But five years from now, ten years now, when the electricity goes out, (laughs) (laughs) You know, or when un- unemployment reaches 60%, and people who used to live in big houses in, in Manhattan Beach and in Irvine are standing in line for free food at the mission, uh, there could very well be a lot of rethinking and con- reconsideration of the old ways of doing things.
Mm, well, I agree with you on that. And... and I have to admit, you may be right. You know, it may be over for I mean, maybe this planet is just aborting. Maybe it's not transforming. Maybe it isn't metamorphosis. Maybe it's an abortion. Maybe it's developed very nicely for this past four and a half billion years, gone through all of its previous metamorphoses, and is now about to uh, abort and fail. That's certainly a possibility. You might be right. I, but again, I, I don't care about that. I choose um, the butterfly. I choose to participate in that to try and make that happen. or part- Well, not make it happen, but to participate in it, assuming Earth is a healthy uh, universal organism uh, that's been through a number of metamorphoses already and is healthily going about its development. And I want to participate in that. But well, I may be electric- crazy. Yeah, if, the elect- <laughs> no. if the electricity goes out, it would kind of put a crimp in the singularity. <laughs> um, it's, well, it would wherever the electric. I mean, like, yeah, that that could be a real, real big problem. Well, I mean, the electricity goes out now. You know, I mean, every once in a while, there's a brown out here now. You know. Right. Well, the uh, advanced technology really is going to need a really more stable yeah. energy source than we have at the moment. Uh, that's coming. I mean, if you read, uh, I would really highly recommend actually to anybody listening to this that they go to KurtzweilAI.net and subscribe to his uh, daily newsletter, uh, which shows usually almost every day, Monday through Friday anyway, 10 to 20 little snippets of information about science and technology and not always that, but other things too, in laboratories, new breakthroughs, new things that are happening that don't normally get uh, dealt with in the press, like solar energy. Solar energy is getting very close to uh, to being a reality. You know, I mean, it's still, I mean, close, 10 years, you know, uh, but 10 years is nothing now. The The press cannot handle seriously anything 10 years down the road but uh it's and it may be a lot less than that the idea of us all getting off the grid creating our own electricity by you know simple panels on the roof and becoming independent uh is not far off the energy crisis i don't think is a real issue anymore it's just a matter of time Did you see the movie Wall-E? Yeah, I just watched it like two nights ago. Oh, really? (laughs) Everything was (laughs) solar-powered. Yeah, so, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that's clearly the way to go. I mean, there's plenty of sun. We need need breakthroughs in battery technology and in solar power, but the solar energy stuff has fallen into place pretty quickly now. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, they had like a 40% increase in its productivity. You know, it, well, I mean, again, this is all lab stuff. It's not even close to going into production yet. But, you know, the breakthroughs are showing up in the labs, you know, and they've been continuing to do that in all these different areas. And uh, at some point, there's going to be this, uh, this breakthrough that's going to that's gonna change everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's not suppressed. 
uh, there's no way to suppress it. Why would anybody suppress it? Well, they can't anyway. Um, it's too important. Yeah, uh, well. <laughs> I mean, why would people be cutting their own throats? You know, oh, well, well. Well, if, if, if they're really, I don't, well, again, I'm not going to worry about that because the thing is it's already there. Everybody already knows about it if, they're, if they care to pay attention. There's no way to repress it. There are too many people that know about it. You know? Yeah, and, and again, of course, you know, I mean, there, there's one of those issues about whether or not there's going to be a war or not between the humans and the earthlings. I mean, you know, I mean, I've, I've avoided that issue for several years now, but it's, it, the more I look at it, the more I think, you know, that's something that's certainly not uh, unreasonable to uh, prepare for. Because when the, earth, when the humans really realize, well, just like the, you know, the radical Muslims have finally realized that their world is over and uh, they're going to fight for it. I mean, in their life, in their minds, uh, they are fighting for God's right. They're not terrorists. They're doing what they have to do to preserve God's will. And uh, that's what most humans, or you know, a lot of humans are going to do. Like the, the radical American patriots, you know, when it gets right down to it, when they see that it's all over for America. There's a number of them that are going to take out their guns and start killing people. I don't want to be here when that happens. I want to, I want to see that coming and get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> My sister just yesterday a... told me about maybe moving to South America or something. But... Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, yeah, Mexico would be a good place, actually. There are lots of places in Mexico where you could sort of hole up and the whole damn world could go to hell. Nobody there would even notice it. <laughs> you know? A lot of pollution Mexico. Well, there's a lot of problems everywhere. We have a big job ahead of us to straighten up the mess the humans made. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But, you know, we can do it. <laughs> I have faith in Bob. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so, 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 uh, Kathy and Vespa are the same person, right? Right, yeah. Okay, okay. See, I was a little confused on that one. Yeah, I was too at first. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she showed up in one of my rooms with, or maybe it was at your place. That's right. It was, I guess it was in your room under some other name. It Vespa, was she came then, in as well. No, she came in as a member then, something or other guest or something. But she she was, you know, and she was remember she was talking about having a kid, and I was asking her, "How old is your daughter?" Yeah, I remember, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I didn't know it was her. You know, she was under there in a name that I hadn't seen before. You know, yeah, and I thought, yeah. God, she sounds familiar. You know, she's Australian and she has a young daughter. <laughs> You know, and the voice sounds vaguely familiar. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was Vespa first, and then became Kathy. But uh, yeah, well, Vespa me. is the okay. name she uses. You know, is her her uh, username in uh, talk show. Yeah. yeah. But Kathy is her actual name. 
Well, I looked at her profile. She's got her own cast going with, uh, I think, Conscious Parenting or something. Oh, really? Yeah, really? I will look in our profile. It's there. Uh, where you just type in Vespa, right? Uh, at the, uh, if you look on did... your your main page and under the Who Follows listing. Oh, and I see. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me do that. Of... Yeah, I got you. People who are in here, and I see hers. Yeah, okay. And you click on that. She's there. And there yeah. it's conscious parenting. Oh, cool. Oh, good, and she hasn't done any yet. She's just, I, I kept pushing her to do this. I've talked a couple of times, I've said, you know, <laughs> you need to do this because she's, you know, well, because she's got an 11 month old daughter, you know? Yeah. So cool. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it sure is fun to go through your, your archives. Well, you know, I've got more than, I think, about 1,500 uh, conversations that have not been posted yet. <laughs> it's it's going to take ages. I mean, the thing is, I have to, I've already put up all the ones that have been edited already. So now I actually have to listen to these things, do this. Sometimes the audio is really bad, and I have to, you know, go through and fix the audio and denoise it and balance the the levels and all that stuff and it's really you know it's not that big a deal but it's you know it's still work and it's not very fun work it's not like reading you know or learning something new i have to listen but it's also instructive having to listen to all these things you know one more time from from a couple of years ago yeah it's humble it's humbling to to hear myself be a real idiot at times (laughs) I'll tell you and it's in there (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. it's tricky to do a three way but uh, a conversation but uh, I I think I've been able to handle it thus far a lot of people can do that yeah it's it's not you know it's just depends on what you're trying to do you know uh, no, I've I've even had some three ways in larger groups. I mean, I've uh, in the end of Skypecast sometimes, I'd end up with maybe seven or eight microphones on all at the same time, and it worked just fine. You know, <laughs> it depends sure. on the people. You, you, you know, you yeah, have to have the right, yeah. uh, you know, polite, conscious people together, and it's not a problem. Yeah, and it's good to have people spark off one another and. Uh... Oh, that reminds me of a story and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, see, that's exactly what I don't want when I'm doing a one-on-one, because that's exactly what keeps it at a superficial level, usually, is it just keeps changing, that everything sparks something in somebody who puts it in, and it ends up going around, and no single thread ends up being pursued. And when it's just you and me talking, you and I, excuse me, (laughs) when it's you and I talking, um you know, we're not going to get diverted except by ourselves. I mean, even with two people, it's not easy sometimes. But, you know, we're going to take it wherever we do, you know, and it's not going to get taken off in another direction by anybody else, you know. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's just my way of doing things, that's all. It's just the way I like to do it most of the time. Like I say, a lot of times I open up uh, at the end, well, it's different different culture here in Talkshow. You know, in Skypecast, you remember Skypecast yeah. is 
everybody who was in had a, had a live mic, you know, unless I muted them. So, you know, the possibility of just turning on all the mics was always there. But here, it's very different, you know. I mean, people generally don't call in. They're just a bunch of listeners, you know. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Uh, no, it's very much calling passive. In. Yeah, no, they just it's they've sort of been. I mean, that's the way talk show has been perceived as a kind of talk radio, and they've encouraged people are putting on shows. They're not expecting, you know, real actual conversation between human beings. You know, they're putting on shows, and that's okay. It's just that's not what I want to do. You know, I want to have conversations with people, and it's sort of frustrating to me that I end up having to play these audios all the time. So thanks for calling in, Dave. I, I mean, that's, you know, well, I mean, really, that's what, what was the most interesting thing for me, because you push my buttons, you know, you say things that I disagree with, you know, or that I, you know, whatever, you ask me questions that I'm not prepared to answer, that I haven't already thought through. So as a result of our talking, I end up getting new ideas. Good. Well, that's that's the best possible outcome. <laughs> well, that's exactly why I'm here. I mean, that's the whole point. That's why I don't waste my time uh, listening to what's going on in here most of the time because nobody wants to talk. So I I just put on a note like this conversation. You can bet will be up tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I'll be I'll use this one or some other one. I've got a whole bunch of them. I mean, I've got like 150 now. So, you know, I've got plenty to choose from, and some of them are kind of interesting, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to come. I haven't come by when somebody else wants to actually talk with you. I mean, obviously it happens, but... Uh... <laughs> it does happen, but not very yeah. often. But yeah, yeah all you got to do is go to the archives, and you can see all of the the one. Actually, I took the word archive. Uh, I renamed all the files there because there was a lot of redundancy, and I was trying to clean it up. But uh, the ones that start off with a date, two thousand and six, two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, or something, those are from the Skypecast days. And the other ones that don't start off that are things that I've recorded since we started on Skype here, you know, in September. So, um, you know, but, you know, so I've had quite a few conversations here, you know, with uh, with you and with uh, Kathy and, well, Jason and Jamal and, you know, just tons of people, you know. Yeah, next, t- next time they're on and I happen to... Come by. Uh, be interesting if you turned my mic on, and uh, we could have. Well, no, that's not the way it works. Uh, you ask well, for the mic, I'll turn it on. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If uh, you know, you're welcome to come in any time. But uh, if you want to talk, you're going to have to ask to talk. Oh, well, if I if I have something to contribute, yes. If you I have will. something yeah. to say, then then ask, and that's great. You know, that's what yeah. like I say. That's that's the best. Yeah. You know, when, well, listening when, listening to these past recordings, you know, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, I could come up with a uh, comment. Yeah, <laughs> with that. yeah, sure. But it was yeah. recording. <laughs> the problem was, well, so. the thing is, again, I'm really, the thing is, I'm not listening to these things. So I, I don't know what you're hearing specifically. <laughs> okay. 
You know, I mean, no, because I have no audio. In order for me to play these, uh, the the sound is routed directly into um, into Skype. Okay, so oh, okay. It, it, I, I have no access to it. So I, I take my headset off, I take my earbuds out, and I'm sitting here reading. You know, or writing, or studying, or talking to somebody, or doing something, and I look over here every once in a while, hoping that somebody has asked uh, to talk. And sometimes I miss them, actually, you know, because I'm busy doing something else. And then I look down and someone had asked to talk and said, well, you're an asshole for not letting me talk. And then they leave, and I didn't even know they were there asking to talk. It's a little frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think you're probably the one using this as to its greatest extent, to its greatest potential than anyone no, else. See, well, no, I just think I'm doing something different. See, I think the people who think they're doing talk radio, I think that's fine. There are guys here who get 65, I mean, a lot of these uh, patriot groups, the conspiracy people, and, you know, I mean, get 50, 60 people in their rooms, you know? They're clearly more effective than I am, <laughs> you know? But again, I'm not here to get popularity and run a show. I'm here to meet people, you know, and to sort of begin forming a network of earthlings so that we can take over the planet and rescue it from the humans. Yeah, and automatically that's going to be a very, very small percentage. Well, for right now, see, I, I expect it's, you know, I say, you know, between 1% and 2%, something like that. But who knows what it's going to be 10 years from now. I, you know, uh, yeah, I, uh, the trend seems quite clear to me. You know, throughout the last, say, two or 3,000 years of human history, there have been, you know, maybe a couple hundred enlightened people in total on the planet over the last couple thousand years. Uh yeah, up until say the last hundred years, there are probably that many in in California now. You know, <laughs> uh, it's still a tiny, tiny percentage. Well, it's not sure. a tiny, tiny percentage. It used to be a tiny, 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 tiny percentage. Now it's sure. only a tiny percentage. <laughs> you know, and next year it might be a small percentage. <laughs> you know, or five years from now. And, and who knows? It's like a pyramid. The base has a very, very, very wide range, but the higher up you go, the 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 the, the narrower the. Well, yeah, but you know, I, that's not the way I see it. Again, I don't like uh, construction metaphors. Actually, I really prefer biological metaphors. And the way mm-hmm. I think about it is, first you got a caterpillar, you know, and every single cell in that body is dedicated to doing caterpillar business. You know, there are little leg cell things that are doing what leg cells have to do, and there are a couple of, in, a bunch of antenna cells and brains, all the cells that make up that really healthy, good caterpillar. And then one day, there's some weird cell starts doing some weird shit. <laughs> you know? And nobody knows what it is, but it's not caterpillar business, that's for sure. And, of course, it's the first cell that actually 
goes off in a new direction and starts doing butterfly business. And uh, and there's only one at first, and then there's another one. And then sometime later, there's another one. In the beginning, they're a tiny, tiny percentage. But that percentage grows, and at a certain point, it begins to grow really rapidly in an exponential pattern. More and, and more and more of the caterpillar cells die off, and, and, and a lot of them begin to actually change their function, or some of the functions carry through. Not, not all the systems of the butterfly dissolve. The central nervous system more or less uh, goes through. It changes, but it, uh, you know, much of, the, of that remains. And uh, you know, it's a, a whole structural transformation. Transformation in the end, it's all butterfly. Right. So then, the butterfly is just the butterfly forever. It, it, no, who knows what? No, I don't know what the butterfly is going to transform into. Who knows? Maybe it'll. It, I don't. I don't think we need to think beyond that for now. Okay. Let's just get through this one. <laughs> we'll see how long. To, I think it could last for actually millions of years. Frankly, I think we're the idea of well, when you study punctuated equilibrium and look at the history of the planet, uh, it's not unreasonable to see that we are living in a period of the punctuation and that it's going to end up very shortly in a period, a long period of planetary stability that could last millions of years. Was there any one thing that got you uh, onto this idea? Uh, was it the singularity that made you think that this was imminent, that this was going to happen? Oh, I, again, I don't really believe that it's imminent, that it's going to happen. I think there's a certain possibility. It's an idea. I like the idea. I don't know what the odds of it actually happening are. All right. You know? I mean, I mean, like I say, I, I, can, I can find evidence for any theory I want. Right, right. You know? That's not hard. You know, and I and I don't see any rationale for deciding which set of data to accept as the most important set of data to analyze. You know, plenty of people, that, especially you know the conspiracy theory people and the patriots. You know, I have no court. Their analysis of uh, the banking industry and everything, and uh, you know, and the government stuff, and I think is pretty right on. But uh, I, you know, the conclusions that they draw from that are completely different than the way I do it, and they pick different sets of data that they think is important to analyze. You know, so. Um, the, but you're talking specifically about the butterfly analogy. You mean when did I come on to that, or 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 what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, singularity was really important to me because that was the first time. Yeah, that was really important. Because that was the first time that I, my time frame changed. I mean, there's nothing really in the singularity that science fiction writers haven't been writing about for a long time. So the ideas aren't really new. You know, they're not new at all. But right. I always thought of them as so far in the future that it really wasn't worth thinking about seriously. You know, that there was really not much way that anything I'm doing could have much impact on that because it's just too far in the future. Kurzweil was the first one to bring it into focus in the near future, near enough that I started thinking this is important to think about now. So that was crucial to me. 
the, the butterfly analogy was there for has been there for a long time, but I, you know, again, it was I, I saw it as a more long drawn out thing that was going to go way way beyond you know in generations into the future. The well, idea the that it could happen in thirty to fifty years was a totally new and revolutionary idea to me. Totally changed oh. my thinking. Well, in the, in the 60s, I think it was the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Now, the 60s was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a different universe. A bunch of very naive but well-intentioned people. Well, you still see remnants of it now with the 2012 uh, people. Oh, yeah. No, the, yeah, yeah. Twenty twelve ought to be interesting. <laughs> you know, I mean just the fact that so many people are expecting something big to happen, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And much of reality tends to be a self fulfilling prophecy, so um, Terrence McKenna had his timescape zero. I guess that is still yeah. the same date, isn't it? Well that was well that yeah, that was pretty much that came from the Mayan stuff, you know, and his yeah. experiences well, he used the I Ching in conjunction with it, but he yeah. Yeah, they're Overlapping. Yeah, it's the next few years are just going to be mind-boggling. It's going to be so much fun to watch this on. Well, fun maybe that's not quite the right word. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatic in some ways, I'm sure, but amazing. It's certainly going to be amazing. I think you know. Well, uh, last I heard was uh, well, you do, you don't follow. Politics, but I heard Dick Cheney. Sure I, I heard Dick Cheney uh, liquidated everything he owns, got out of dollars entirely, and really? has has a place in Dubai where he's going to spend the rest of his, <laughs> and, of his right, life. No, he's getting out of here. He's getting out yeah. of here. He knows what's coming. That's fascinating. He knows. Oh, that's well, and he's not the only one. Yeah. Well, fascinating. You know. <laughs> and, and yeah, I haven't read anything about that, but uh, you know, that doesn't mean anything. I don't read a lot about. You know, I look at Google News a couple times a day, you know, and see, you know, whatever they seem to think is the most important thing for me to know. None of it I find particularly interesting, but once in a while I'll see something that I think has legs on it, and I need to to read it, you know. I prefer the science and technology news, actually. I think that's the more important uh, data set to be studying. Like I say understanding the nature uh, of science at this point, um, I think, you know, like I say, get really, I mean, when you really see how far some of this stuff has come in solar energy and computing power and all sorts of things, and wind turbines, there was just a big breakthrough in wind turbine technology just this week. Somebody had designed a new uh, a new way to capture wind power that works on very small, you know, you can stick a couple things on top of your house and they're not that big a problem, and they generate significant amounts of electricity in very small winds. They're getting, they like tripled uh, the amount of electricity that you could get out of the same uh, wind speed really? by changing the shape of these blades. Really? So, 
you know, uh, when you read this stuff, that's a, once again, I'll make the plug for KurtzweilAI.net and get on their mailing list because every day I get a list of 10 or 12 recent, you know, within that day or two breakthroughs or in, interesting research results, whether it's in psychology or, you know, again, it's not always just technology stuff. It's in all sorts of areas, but it's all stuff related to making these breakthroughs. And there's just stuff happening every day. Little stuff that I think most people don't pay any attention to, but it's really exciting. Okay, I should, I should probably get going. Probably got some issues. Well, this, yeah, well, I, yeah, I, it's time for me to go home. I'm here. This is about the time I usually leave. The, the cast, you know, went over a half hour, well, 38 minutes ago. I love it when when there's somebody <laughs> to actually have a conversation with, though. I mean, that's what I'm here for, you know, is yeah. to have a conversation with somebody about these issues that I think are important issues, you know. So thanks for uh, stepping up to the mic. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, if I have something that comes to my mind that I want to say, then yeah, I'll, I'll do so. Yeah, please do. Yeah, you're welcome anytime, Dave. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, so in that, with that, I think we will close it out. I'll say goodbye to Jason and Jamal and Guest 100. Thank you for being here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time. All right. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.